Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. From the coasts of Nebraska to the canyons of New England, this is Wiggins America. Welcome into the studio, Old Roy. Heidi ho. <laughs> That's going to be my... No, what was your last one? Thank you. That was, or something like that. Yeah, I, it, was... I, I, it didn't stick. So no, I it come clearly up with a new didn't. One. No. Heidi ho is not the one. Heidi ho is not good. <laughs> uh, so you, I know you couldn't be here until now, which means that you missed your recorded piece that me and Trisha talked about mm-hmm. that was uh, Scorpions for Squirrels. And I appreciate that. You were able to record that last week, mm-hmm. even though we couldn't do it with you. Uh, I do have one random topic that I want to talk about with you. Okay. Um, I presented this eh, a couple weeks ago on the Annie Fry Show, and then I got to studying it even more, and I became fascinated with it, presenting the same situation to you as I did to them. You step off of a plane, and okay. really, it, you can be anywhere, but you, you, you call an Uber, Okay. and... Car shows up, you open the door, there's no driver in the car. Do you get in or not? I think I would do it. Do you? Yeah. I thought you might. Just to see what happens. The consensus on that show was no. Really? They would not get in because it was too weird to get into a car with no driver. But the news is that Amazon is testing a fleet of robo-taxis on public roads right now in California using their own employees as passengers. And you get in the car, and just like anything else, I mean, you just, Uber, you know, it's the same, everything's done on apps. Yeah. You just type in where you want to go. It's going to take you there, but without a driver. Yeah, I would do it. I think I would too. I, it would be weird to be the first one. Like you just, <laughs> first time you ever see it. Yeah. And you go, uh, this is odd. But I think once. You've seen it, and you, you know there's news that it exists now. I think I would probably get in. Yeah, it, I mean it's not like it's it's unheard of. I mean we've seen it in movies. Mm-hmm. They've it been talking well about movies. it for a long time. Yeah, uh, the you know Teslas are self driving. Some of them. So it's not like oh my god, this is some demon <laughs> <laughs> thing that I'm that I'm stepping into a weird. 
fantastical world. It's... Somebody's driving this car, and they might be a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> it's, oh, no, sir. Uh, this is a self-driving car. <laughs> but uh, beyond that, you know, just the initial, like, ooh and ah of it, uh, what do you think about that whole industry? Is this something that you would get behind? Uh, well, let me let me paint a picture of okay. the future. That these and this is where I said that I'm really interested to see what these people because at these forums and stuff, you know, they always paint this unbelievable utopia right. for whatever product industry they're hawking. And with this one, proponents of the self driving car. Paint a future in which you, old Roy, step out onto your porch and you hit the button that says, I'm ready to go to work now. And a self-driving car, which is not far away because there's just they're everywhere, it would be like basically self-driving taxis all over the United States. Pulls up within a couple minutes. You get in. It takes you to work. It's just like those bikes or those scooters downtown that you just ride them somewhere and you just leave them. It would be kind of like that. But you'd be going everywhere by app and by these cars. Like the Jetsons. Kind of, I guess. Where you really would not have to own a car anymore. It seems interesting, but I can't... There's something missing where I can't figure out there's a problem here, and I don't know what it is. Well, yeah, I'm I'm a little torn on it because a good chunk of the time I'm getting to the point where get rid of smartphones, just go yeah. back to the old rotaries and stick me in a cabin in the woods. <laughs> I know. <clears throat> but, um, you know, there's a, there's an element of that. It's hard to visualize it functioning in conjunction with the way things are. If there was a system, if we could just jump to... Everybody's doing that. Everybody's doing it. It. I think one part that, that is troubling is is there's a there's an element of of freedom that we're giving up not in that it's being something's being imposed on us but it's the ability to just go wherever we want to go whenever we want to do it and not be reliant on public transportation or well you still would be able to go wherever you want whenever you want based on availability i guess but you can't just pick up and jump in your truck and go drive into the woods and go hunting you know, well, I guess not. Maybe not. Yeah. It would probably have to drop you off at like hunting point B right. or something. Yeah. So it, it 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 adds a level of complication to our ability to move freely. Yeah. And it I think I think you're kind of even hitting on it as we're talking. Uh, the problem that I have yeah. that you're more and more reliant on the grid. Yeah. You're, you're more, and you're, you can be tracked so much more easily. And I don't know really why they would need to, but they will. They absolutely will need to track you for something at some point. And the more you rely on the grid, <clears throat> the more, oh, you just said something wrong about trans people. You've been um, subjected to two weeks with no transportation, right? Of uh, no public transportation or whatever it is. That kind of stuff. It, it seems surreal, but I think everybody's coming around to the idea that, no, actually, that's not that unreal. Mm-hmm. And the more reliant you are on it, <clears throat> I, you, you've dealt with this, that in Illinois, to go off the grid with power, you'd think, well, you buy a bunch of solar panels, and then you just live off the grid. Right. You can't. Nope. Legally, they tell you, not only can you not do, we want you to do that, but then you still have to plug in for us. 
Yes. And is that because they want to take your excess or what is that? Yeah. So so we put up the solar panels. We have to connect to Ameren's grid. They take everything that those panels generate and then credit our usage. Which seems like a pretty good deal, except that you're forced into it. Right. We don't have any control over it. We can't just say, we don't need you, Ameren. We got it covered. Yeah, that sucks. They get their they get their hands on it first, and then they give us what's left over. Ah. So or, you don't even get your first fruits, and then they get the leftovers. They're taking it first. They take it. Well, they take our usage first. Uh-huh. If there's extra, they keep it and <clears throat> compensate us for it, credit mm-hmm. us for it. Um, if if we use more than the 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 panels generate, then we we give them all of our solar power and pay them on top yeah. of that. So it's it's not as freeing as yeah, like you're saying. It's not like hey, we can get off the grid now because. And if people didn't punish you politically, I mean, I live in Illinois, and I I don't I don't have any delusions that I'm under you know, like on the radar of anybody. Maybe I am though. I, I don't know. I mean, just being a part of conservative media in a major market in Illinois, there probably are people that at least know to keep an eye on me. I don't know if they're coming after me, mm-hmm. but I will say that it, it comes to mind and I, I don't know whether these things are linked that it is now February. I switched my car title over in May of last year and have not been sent the car title. And I have been over and over and over going through. And I, <clears throat> thankfully, I didn't do this myself. I went through a company that knows how to do this. Mm-hmm. And you got to pay a little bit more. But, you know, you save the hassle of dealing with the state, which I'm glad I did now. Yeah. <clears throat> because the state has basically over and over decided, well, we don't really know what happened. Oh, you didn't fill out uh, this blank right. Well, this is a company that does it all the time doing it. Yeah. And they're like... Uh, we do this. I don't know why they would say that this time. Yeah. And it just makes me think, is there somebody at the state level who's like, oh, I recognize that name. He's in conservative media. I don't know. I don't know, Roy. Uh, I you, hope not. You are pretty famous. I'm super famous. Let's not. I don't. Yeah. I don't know if the people at the state are really paying that close attention to you just Thanks. yet. Thanks for knocking me down a couple pegs. Yeah. It's just that my mind goes there <laughs> because I'm like, eh, this is Illinois. Yeah. Uh, I know they know some people who work here because people here are connected. So yeah. I, I don't run in those circles, so I hope to stay out of those circles, but maybe I've been dragged into them. I, I don't know. You're right. I'm overthinking this. Yeah. However, can we at least point to... The government of Illinois is terrible at their jobs. I concur. Can we agree on we that? We can agree on that for sure. Thank you. And thank you for all of your contributions this morning. Yep. Uh, we will be right back with more Wiggins America. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. T-Mobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> You're no longer allowed to have water. We're here to do an intervention, as we were talking about off-air, for Trisha, who is addicted to coffee and water and liquid. I'm not. I'm we fine. Need to wean you off a liquid. Mm-mm, I'm fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Only solids for you from I'm now on. Good. I can't. <laughs> you can't take it from me. I need it. <laughs> um, speaking of Trisha, Roy. By the way, thank you guys for being here. Uh, we were just talking about Trisha a second ago. Remember that? Oh yeah, I remember that. Well, she, that same person we were just talking about, sent me a list of new quandaries to choose from. That sounds super generous of her. It was, it was nice. For somebody to do She's some a research. She's person. For her to go out of her way to do that is yeah. impressive. Yeah, plus all the, all the coffee she drinks. Yeah. You know, and back water. and forth from mm-hmm. the restroom. Mm-hmm. Um, these were a different type of quandary, though, because this is one of our favorite segments on this show now. I think we can all agree. That we bring these moral quandaries or philosophical questions, and then we discuss. Trisha has brought us something I would say is more like a riddle. Mm. Right? Okay. Fun. Trisha seems like a great time. So... Yeah. Um, that's TBD. We will ask you, a, I'm going to ask you a couple riddles here, and then we'll get into a couple of the, the traditional ones, but I want to see if you like these. You know, this, we'll test this out. All right. All right. A man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner he's bankrupt. You think there's a lot more coming, but the only, it's only one more word to this w- riddle. Why? I'll read it again. Man pushes his car to a hotel and tells the owner he's bankrupt. Why? Why does he push the car, or why does he tell him? Why does this whole thing happen? Okay. Now this one. Oh, I do know this one. This one confused me. Dang it! And this is what I don't like love about riddles is that there when you hear the answer you go oh, but they're really hard to figure out until you hear the answer. You already know this one. Yeah, let's leave Roy out to dry here. Okay. If you don't get it, oh, I got to solve it. Yeah. What's the answer? Everybody's gonna laugh at me. Yep. Oh, boy. Mm -hmm. I'm going to laugh at you. Uh, Okay, he pushes his car to a hotel, says he's bankrupt. Why? In what scenario would this be plausible? Um, I'm going to give you a little hint. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He doesn't have to push a hotel or push his car to a hotel. He could push a thimble to a hotel. Mm -hmm. He could push an iron to a hotel. One of those little Yorkie dogs could push one of those to a hotel, too. In any circumstance, he'd push any of them to the hotel and tell the owner he's bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, it's not clicking. That, it's all right. I'm not getting it. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. He right. could take a chance by drawing a, yeah. a chance he card. Could, he could ride the railroad, 
But either way, if he lands in that hotel. Is this a Monopoly thing? <laughs> oh, it might be. Yeah. It might be. Oh, there he is. Oh, there it for is. For gosh <laughs> sakes. Yeah. He, see, he's reading. Reading. Railroad. Thank you. <laughs> I used okay. to love that show. Wait, <laughs> was that reading Rainbow? <laughs> that's re- yeah, that's yeah. not reading Railroad. All right. Let's try another one. Give Trisha her due time. You are in a room that has three switches. I like this one because I, I solved it in my own way. I've seen the answer. So we'll see if you guys get there the same way. You're in a room that has three switches and a closed door. So just picture yourself, small room, door, three switches. That's all that's in the room. The switches control three light bulbs on the other side of the door. Once you open the door, you may never touch the switches again. How can you definitively tell which switch is connected to each of the light bulbs? You follow? Mm. You're in a room, has three switches and a closed door. Yep. The switches control three light bulbs on the other side of the door. But you can't see the light bulbs either. You can't, you know, flip them and watch. They're okay. On the other side of the door, the door is closed. Once you open the door, you can't touch the switches again. How can you tell which switch is connected to which light bulb? Okay, so if you flip one and then you walk out, you for sure know one, but you don't know the other two. Right. If you flip two and you walk out, you for sure know one, but you don't know the other two, right? So Mm -hmm. what combination of flipping? So the way that I figured this out. Wait, can you look under the door and see? There's a lot of that kind of stuff. It's like Dungeons and Dragons. I'll be the dungeon master. No, you can't do that. Okay. Dungeons and Dragons reference. There's nobody outside that can. No, there's nobody outside. These are good questions. Are the though. lights outside or yeah, inside? The lights are outside. If they're inside, you could just turn each switch on and watch it right in front of you. I, well, is it inside another room or is it physically outside of the building? Well, it's outside the door and you can't see through the door. I've got an idea. Okay. Hmm. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. I think maybe something to do with leaving one on long enough to like heat it up and then leaving another one on less time to heat it up and then feeling how hot each one is when you walk out. That's interesting. I have a similar idea. Okay. I would recruit an assistant to stick their finger in the out into the socket, and I would flip it. And if they yell, then I know I got them. These are there. I'll have to add dungeon master you and say there's nobody else out there that can do that. Oh, dang it! What um, about my thing? You are right on it. Yes. I'm I, like not on it, no, but you, close. No, you got it pretty okay. much. Um, I really the, didn't know the answer to that one. My solution to this was, that depending on the type of light bulb, you could turn one on, turn it off, turn one on, leave it on longer, turn it off, and then go outside and see which one, because they kind of fade. You didn't oh, say like they're optically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because it doesn't say. That was my solution. Yours is actually the actual solution. It says, first, turn on two switches, leave them on for five minutes. Once five minutes has passed, turn off the second switch and leave the first one on. Now go out the door. Whichever one is the hottest is the one you left on the longest. Yeah. And then the second and then the third is the yep. cool one. So you had it. Yeah. You that, got it. That is that was super satisfying. That was good. Thank you. And Your I, idea with the guy in the, his finger was good, too. Yeah. Well, here's how bad it is. I just got the pushing the car thing. <laughs> It's the care. It's the little. Yeah. Thing. Hey, you got there. See, so I'm almost as quick as Trisha. So you got that it was Monopoly. Yeah. But not that it, there was a riddle. No. <laughs> yeah. 
Not even the hotel didn't click until what you said was mm -hmm. uh, the chance card or something. Yeah, you're that thinking of some, some schmo pushing his jalopy up in front of the Ritz. Yeah. Still, even after we were talking Til about just Monopoly. Till just now, <laughs> I got it. All right, here are the, the more philosophical ones. Trish is really good at all of these, by the way. Well, you, you said she found them. I, I wrote them. Yeah. They're all mine. <laughs> them, I did so. them all. <laughs> She's playing Monopoly. She's like, ooh. Here's a very confusing riddle. Can present on quandaries someday. All right. If atoms in our brain act predictably, which I guess is a scientific principle that a atoms are acting predictably all the time. You always know what they're doing. How can we, made of atoms, have free will? This is apparently another one of those ancient questions by somebody what, named the, what kind of question? Titus Lucretius Carus, the a Roman philosopher. Oh, good old Titus. Oh, yep. What kind of questions? Ancient grains. <laughs> All right. If atoms, so, the atoms are predetermined to make us do stuff. <laughs> <laughs> That's a deep cut. There's yeah. one guy that out one, there that got it. If you got that one, you're a Wiggins mm -hmm. America fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If atoms in our brain can are always acting predictably, mm -hmm. how can we have free will? Anybody care to uh, answer that one? All right. So, Roy, you want to talk this out with me? Okay. Okay, these atoms are running around doing whatever they're they're predetermined to do, right? In our brain, so they're like, we've got to move all at once. <coughs> do our thing. Well, I okay, so the what a specific atom does is predictable, but when and how is a variable. So we can determine as being made up of atoms. Now, I'm not from an institute of atomology. That surprises me, actually. Me too. But I would think that just because something has a, a function that is predictable doesn't mean that every application is predictable. Sounds like word salad. It I sounds like he's from the Atomology Institute well, to maybe, me. Maybe we need to defer to him because of his credentials. Yeah. Dr. Roy. I think what maybe what you're hitting on, because this is the way I answered this question, is that there would have to be some sort of outside force other than just the physical determining what the atoms are doing, especially in your own brain, for instance. There would have to be some other force other than the atoms themselves that was determining what the atoms did, which would lend to a soul or a spirit. Oh, you're going down that lane. That's it goes where I'm going. back to soul this and is a spirit philosophical, often. Yeah, it's a mm -hmm. philosophical question. That's why I like these. Yeah, it See, does. I was taking it from, to imagine a baseball. A baseball does a certain thing if you throw it that way. But what if I throw it a different direction? Well, it's still going to do the same point. predetermined thing. It's going to come back down at a yeah, certain angle. Yeah, but Roy, when he's throwing that baseball, has control of direction. But then he, he can't change the baseball. What he's saying is there's still a, a separate force determining the control of well, the but, atom. Like yeah, I'm but saying. you brought that up. We are the separate force that's yes. made up of atoms. We control the variables. We don't control. But if you're the just outcome. atoms, how do you, how does that happen? Because all of what you are would be predetermined. 
there would have to be something else to you. But a combination of atoms creates a different sub-thing than any, the individual atoms themselves. Well, then what you're saying is that every person, if you are just atoms, everything you do is predetermined. But just every person's different. If predetermined means that everything is an option. Everything is possible yes. at any time. Yeah. Then... You, you, but you, each atom has its own predestination, and each collection of atoms would then, too. I would challenge, as a unofficial spokesperson for the Institute of Atomology, I would question the presumption that every atom has a predetermined and predictable outcome. Trisha, final word for this quandary. No, I'm good. Thank you. Okay, we'll take a break right there. <laughs> we'll be right back with more Wiggins America. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. You'll be glad you did. You know how mad I was. If you listen to the show with any regularity, how mad I was and still am. It's just that it becomes normal once you deal with it for long enough about credit score communism. This plan that the Biden administration has implemented, not using Congress, not using any sort of legislation. I don't even think using an executive order, but by pressuring or manipulating the Fed into changing the way that they will do federal loans. I've called it credit score communism because what they've essentially implemented is if you have been on your good behavior, you have earned a high credit score by paying off your bills on time, doing all the things you're supposed to do, as usual with the Biden administration, well, with Democrats in general anymore, uh, you are uh, punished for doing that. And it's not just that they're knocking you down a couple pegs for being a good citizen. They are rewarding people who have not done those things. Now, before you tell me, oh, Ryan, I've got a bad credit score and it was due to circumstances outside of my control. We had a bad family situation. I got a divorce, et cetera, et cetera. I understand individuals have reasons for having bad credit scores. This is systematic that they're doing. So I'm not talking about you individually having a bad credit score. I'm talking about them rewarding everyone in the country who has a bad credit score, who you would even have to acknowledge most people who have bad credit scores because they've made bad choices. Maybe you're in that boat. If you've made bad choices, you usually end up financially with a bad credit score. So all compassion aside, dealing with the facts of the situation, they have now made it to where if you are Uh, Above a certain credit score, you get worse loan rates than you would have had to subsidize people who had bad credit scores to make them get better loans. So if you have a bad credit score, you now have a better chance of getting a better loan uh, than you did before. They're basically rewarding bad behavior and punishing good behavior. And not only, I mean, it's not just that, like they're using the good behavior, they're punishing the people with good behavior and then taking from the rich and giving to the poor. I mean, that's, 
poor, it's not even poor in this circumstance. It's people that have decided to make those decisions. So that is communism. That's that's what that is. If you make a certain amount, they lop you off the top and they give it all the people who are at the bottom and then everybody's equal and then nobody does any work is what ends up happening. So they're doing this in such a way that they, they can't just implement communism in the country, but they're doing it a piece at a time. One piece, one piece, one piece, one piece. And they just did that one, and it infuriates me because there is literally no justification for it. It is just rewarding bad behavior and punishing good behavior, which is communism. Uh, and it's, it's actually even worse than communism. I'm sorry, I was going to get to the point here, but it's even worse than communism because communism just says, you know what, everybody's doing work, everybody makes the same amount of money, we all get along. It doesn't actually work, but... It's a nice idea. This isn't even a nice idea. This is literally telling people you've done well. You've you've followed the rules, not even financially well. You may not even be financially well off. You just have a good credit score. You want to go buy a small house. They're going to punish you for just following their rules and give your money or your benefit of following the rules to people who didn't. That's actually worse than communism. Anyway, here's the point of what I was saying. I talked to a financial expert. He's actually, uh, he runs several big banks in this city. And when I was talking to him, I said, I'm not really talking to you necessarily for media purposes, although I did disclose I'm in the media. I just want to know, and I've, I've talked to this guy previously. He didn't know really what I did, but I talked to him about my own loans. And I said, I, I want to get a better idea of how this works, how this credit score communism works, whatever you want to call it. It's, of course, not what he, he's calling it, but that's what I call it. And he explained to me, okay, so he said, from, from my side, from the financial sector, what happens is exactly what I was just saying is true. That is a fact. But it's not as if having good credit is, is now equal to having bad credit. You still have a benefit for having good credit. And you still have a detriment for having bad credit. It's just leveled closer. So they're not completely even yet, which is good because that's pure communism. Um, but you, you, still, you still are better off if you have good credit and still worse off if you have bad credit. Um, they've just sort of taken a little from here and, give, and put it to here. And here's the most important part. It's only for federal loans. So I asked him, well, how, what are ways around this? He said, well, first, you still want to have good credit because you are better off. But the way to avoid it is to use non-federally backed loans. Now, those are harder to find than they used to be, but they still exist. And they're still not impossible to find or really super difficult to find. You call around, you call to a few banks, and you find out <clears throat> which ones have federal backing and which ones don't. Usually, that means you want to call more local banks than big national banks. And local lenders versus national lenders. Um, people who would, maybe would lend nationally, but they're based locally or banks that are based locally at institutions. And that's what I've done. Um, it is very possible. I found a couple different institutions that do this. And you can do it too. I just wanted to share that if it's a way that, if it's something that you're worried about, if you're going to be making a big purchase soon, it's a way around these rules that the federal government has implemented the more the government is involved with things, this is a great example of that, the worse they get. So the fact that there are still, in the United States of America, private banks, private institutions, private lending, 
that's fantastic because it means the government can't completely control this because if they could, they would implement full-on communism where this stuff didn't even matter anymore, Uh, which would reward you to go out and make worse decisions, and then the whole system would start to crumble. I mean, that's, that's that's really the goal of these things, isn't it? But here are the couple of other tips that I wanted to share with you that I was stumbling across. Um, Can you make so much money that your credit score doesn't matter? The answer to that, absolutely not. Uh, You might might think that making a lot of money can automatically grant you access to the best interest rates on things like mortgages, credit cards, auto loans, and more, but that's not true. When it comes to borrowing money, credit score is usually king, Uh, the senior vice president at Trusco Bank tells CNBC. Uh, the reason for that is because it shows your pattern of making decisions, not just your current financial situation. Here's the other one before we get to a break real quick here. Once you hit this credit score, there is no benefit to scoring higher, says an expert. It's just bragging rights. If you're curious as to what that credit score is, well, <clears throat> here are the categories. Poor credit is between 300 and 579. Fair credit is between 580 and 669. Good credit is from about 670 to 740. Very good would be above 740, which is up until about 800. And then exceptional is above 800, which maxes out at 850. So the exact number with which this lender or this expert says, really, once you hit this number, Anything above that, you're just doing for bragging rights. He says the number is about 740 to 750. So above 740, 50, uh, you you don't have really any benefit to being higher than that. It's just bragging rights. So I'm just letting you know. To have a good credit score, you do need to be above 740. Or I'm sorry, a very good credit score above 740. But beyond that, you're just doing it to say you do it, which is what I do. I like being in the 800s just to say I'm in the 800s. Anyway, there you go. Little update for you. Little research, little update. Figured it could help. Wiggins America is here for you. We'll be right back. And closing out the show here with a bang, you can say. Uh hope you've enjoyed some of the rerun material. I kind of save up some of the things that I think were the best of the year. And you go, oh, that was your best, Ryan? Yeah, it was. So you just deal with that. Uh, Some of this material, of course, is not best of. Some of it is new. I've just had COVID, and I feel like uh, running some best of material because this is why you have it, is these weeks where uh, things are a little tough. And they have been a little bit tough on me this week just because of feeling ill and feeling like I have no energy. But I'm here. we're here as usual. We have time to fill, so I'm not going to do that in any other way other than to be here. Uh, the last thing I did want to mention before the end of the show is that because of COVID, I've had a ton of time to sit around and watch TV. And it's been weird without trying. I've been watching stuff from different eras. I don't know if I watched anything from the 80s, but I did watch some 90s stuff and then 2000s and then 2010s and then some, uh, of course, recent stuff, which is easy to watch. And I watched, let's see, what did I watch that was old? I watched Not Another Teen Movie and I watched Bubble Boy with Jake Gyllenhaal. Not Another Teen Movie has Chris Evans in it. Um, these are before these people were very big. And it's amazing what these people who are very... Now, I don't know about Jake Gyllenhaal. I don't hear him preachy a lot. But Chris Evans does. 
And the stuff that they were doing in the 90s and then the early 2000s, I think both of those movies were, is so antithetical. And there's so many, like, racial jokes that nobody really had a problem with at the time. And even when you watch them now, you you recoil a little bit because you know that that's not PC anymore, but you don't really have a personal problem with it. Nobody does. That's the whole thing about all this self-righteous indignation that we have in America right now that spills out in the rest of the world is that so much of the stuff that you go, oh, that's offensive. Nobody's actually offended by it. Do you see the story recently about... I think it's the it's either the Cleveland Indians who are the Guardians now or the Washington Redskins who are whatever now. Um, there's an a, an Indian American group that is petitioning to have one of those two teams returned to the original name because they say, but it's offensive to us that you would take away those things. <laughs> like people are so self-righteous and they get so up in arms. And they just want to be offended so that they can be a part of something. And they don't really actually think about the people that they claim to be helping. Such is watching old movies. And by old, I mean like 20 years or a little bit more. When people were just doing anything they wanted. I mean, some of these movies, they're raunchy. And I don't really love raunchy comedy. But I do like no-holds-barred comedy, which you just don't see anymore. It's weird watching these things because you go, yeah, I don't necessarily like miss gross comedy, but I do miss just breaking rules to break rules, <laughs> like just just doing it because it was faux pas. And I watched a recent movie in light of that called Sausage Party that's on Netflix. If you've seen it, you know exactly what I'm talking about, but it's a cartoon. It's Seth Rogen. It's Jonah Hill. It's that crew. And of course, it's going to be raunchy because that's what they do, but they get away with it because they're actually making a, a big point in the movie about there being no creator or the creator being evil. <clears throat> the point of the movie is that it's a bunch of grocery store items, and their whole goal is to get bought and taken out into the great beyond, basically heaven is the way they're portraying it. But then somebody finds out that, oh, being taken out isn't a good thing because you get destroyed. Uh, we've been sold a lie. So there's the, all these parallels that are anti-religion, uh, uh, but mainly Christian. Um, there's some Jewish jokes and some Muslim jokes in there actually too. Um, but it's it's really about how we've been all sold a lie. We shouldn't believe anything like the great beyond because it's all false. And so it's like because that message exists – they're able to get away with making raunchy jokes that are a little bit culturally insensitive because the overall point is uh, atheistic <laughs> or at least anti-God. And it's it's odd watching that play out. The, the one theme that I see in all of these movies that I've watched this week, oh, and Killing It on Peacock was another one. It's a very, very funny show, but there's they, all of them, except for maybe not another teen movie. And if they do it, they do it lightly. All the other ones, bubble boy, <laughs> all these random movies, killing it and sausage party. Uh, they, they do not hold back on Christians. Uh, killing it actually has people who are, I think they're supposed to be making fun of dude. Perfect on YouTube. Again, if you don't get any of these references, I understand, but they're pop culture phenomenons and they're Christians. They don't over, they don't 
really outwardly preach at all, but they are Christians and they're clean. And the stuff on killing it makes fun of them, makes fun of people being Christians on YouTube, and they're so shallow. And you do hate these characters because they're awful Christians. Uh, but it's it's amazing that watching stuff, while culture has changed over the last 20, 25 years, one theme hasn't changed, and that, that they they will all, Hollywood will always make fun of Christians and have no problem with it. So anyway... Not sure I just gave you an endorsement, but if you missed anything on the show and you want to rewind, you can do that. You can get the podcast at 971talk.com. We will see you next week when I don't have COVID. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.